0: it's time for cougar postgame live on the new skin byu sports network now let's join your host ben bagley
1: Welcome into Cougar Post Game Live. I am Ben Bagley. The BYU Cougars get the 21-19 victory over the Washington State Cougars in the battles of the Cougars up in Pullman, Washington. And what happened at what was a first half that was a little bit of a, a very vanilla first half for both sides of the ball. Things to pick, business picked up in the second half thanks to Tyler Algier. What a fantastic day for a Tyler Algier as Greg and Riley were just talking about. 32 carries for 191, two TDs averaging six yards a carry. A lot of that coming in the second half. And Algier, by the way, we talk about the importance of Tyler Algier. I like what Riley said is that guy's back, the guy that we saw in the first five games of the season, the guy who I think the physicality, in my opinion, the physicality of that BYU offense sits squarely on his shoulders. When Tyler Algier is on, and he's running like he was, especially in the second half of this game. That's when BYU becomes that "quote unquote" physical team because Tyler Algiers delivering the punishment, especially when he's got holes and he's he's hitting that second level at full speed. You look at some of those, one of the other things that jumps out from the stats of Tyler's game today. BYU ran sixty-nine plays in the game today. Now take the last two plays out because they were nil down. So 67 plays, Tyler Algier had 33 touches in that in that game today. 32 rushes, one reception. So Algier was responsible for just well, uh, 0.5 carries less than exactly half of the BYU offensive plays today. So Tyler Algier, Tyler Algier, definitely carrying the load of the BYU offense today. You look at some of the, you mentioned the physicality. The BYU did find that physicality with Tyler Algier. 48 rushes to 21 passes. At some point today, BYU just decided, we're just going to punch him in the mouth. We're going to run the ball at Washington State and see if they can stop us in Washington State. As the game wore down, they wore out, and Tyler Algier continued to pound that defo- that. Washington State defense with his runs. Credit the offensive line, though. This offensive line's been a bit of a patchwork offensive line. James Empey leaves the game uh, just before halftime. He's carted off the field, had crutches, ice on his, uh, I believe it was his right ankle. So James Empey not playing in the second half. Didn't have Harris LeChance in the game. Joe Tukuafu coming back off of injury. So there's shuffling things around. Uh, Connor Pay put coming in for MP in the second half at center. And the offense line able to get the job done, opening the holes for Tyler Algier in a close game. The nice thing part about that for BYU is in a close game, they were able to continue to pound the ball and not, not have to rely on throwing because that's where BYU struggled today. Timing for Jaron Hall, uh, the 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 pocket and other way. That's where BYU struggled when they when uh, Jaron Hall had to drop back to pass at a continual basis, but be able to open those holes for Tyler Algier really kind of anchored that offense today. One person that uh, is not getting a lot of mention thus far in the post game, but I want to make sure to say, hey, shout out to Malik Moore. He had one INT in the game, could have had three. Now. We're not gonna we're not gonna make a big deal about the one that hit him right in the numbers and he dropped. It was we'll give him a PBU on that. Looks good in the stat sheet. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna know. But his range, he got the the interception early in the game. I think believe it was Washington State's second drive in the end zone. Uh, cost the cost the, the Crimson Cougars a scoring chance. He breaks up another pass running across the field, middle of the field, almost gets the INT there. And then the third one playing center field. Ball hits him in the middle of the eh, right in the middle of the numbers. He dropped it. We'll give him a PBU on that one. But nice job by Malik Moore defensively playing center field there for BYU, uh, batting some balls down and getting the big turnover. One side note for BYU: this is their sixth win of the year which makes them bowl eligible for the fifth time in the Kalani Satake era. So congratulations to BYU, the Cougar football team, now bowl eligible. Fans, remember when the Cougars win, that would be the BYU Cougars win. You do too with Papa John's Pizza. Use the online promo code BYU50 at PapaJohns.com this coming Monday and receive 50% off pizza. This offer is good at any Utah location, Monday only coming up we'll update you on some scores around college football check in on the scoreboard also we'll get some more reactions from the locker rooms as we go back to pullman washington this is cougar post game live it continues next on the new skin byu sports network
0: this is cougar post game live on the new skin byu sports network now back to your host Ben Bagley.
1: Welcome back to our BYU Radio studios. BYU coming off a 21-19 win in Pullman, Washington. Their sixth win of the year. They've become bowl eligible. They're also four got four wins against Power Five teams and. The quest for the de facto Pac-12 championship is still alive as BYU is undefeated in Pac-12 play this year. So keep an eyeball on that with one game left against Pac-12 teams in USC. uh, BYU may be at least able to hang a Pac-12 South banner. At the end of the season, while not being in the conference. Jokes, people. Jokes aside. Let's check our college football scoreboard with the top 25 games in action right now. 12th-ranked Ole Miss is up 31-17 over LSU. That game, about 2:20 left in the fourth quarter. Also in the fourth quarter, with six and a half minutes left in the game, uh, number 10 Oregon on the road in L.A. to take on the Bruins. They are leading currently with six and a half left, 34-31 in a close game and another Pac-12 game. Fifth ranked Oklahoma State. They lose to Iowa State. The Cyclones getting it done at home with the upset, giving Oklahoma State their first loss of the season, 24-21. In the AAC number 23, Pittsburgh gets a 27-17 win over Clemson. Now I have the tiger, the mighty Tigers have fallen 4-2 and two on the season on 3-1 and one in ACC play, getting their third loss of the season. Uh, number two, Cincinnati gets a 27-20 victory over Navy. So number three, Oklahoma, a big come-from-behind effort to, to beat Kansas, which is shocking. This isn't Big 12 basketball. This is Big 12 football, Kansas. Only one win on the season. Oklahoma needed 21 points in the fourth quarter to come back from behind and win that game. Number six, Michigan gets a 33-7 victory over Northwestern at home. Number seven, Penn State falls to Illinois in a crazy game. 2018 for the Illini. Uh, Illinois, Penn State 2018 in nine overtimes. Nine. Nine of them. The opposite of that was the high-scoring Wake Forest Army game. 16th-ranked Wake Forest put 70 up against Army, who scored 56. So I hope you took the over in that game, folks. Uh, Wisconsin-Purdue, uh, a top 25 upset here. His 25th-ranked Purdue loses to Wisconsin at home. A couple of top 25 games coming up later tonight. Tennessee at number four, Alabama. Number 22, San Diego State at Air Force. Number 24, UTSA. Uh, they are at Louisiana Tech. And number five, Ohio State at Indiana. USC at number 12, Notre Dame in a primetime matchup. And South Carolina at Texas A&M, who's ranked 17th in the country, coming up next. We'll have more as we head to the locker room and get some post-game reactions. We'll A lot more Cougar post-game live coming up after this, as BYU gets the 21-19 victory over Washington State on the new skin BYU Sports Network.
0: Let's rejoin Ben Bagley for more Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
1: Welcome back to Cougar Post Game Live. The BYU Cougars 21, Washington State 19. You heard it all right here on the BYU New Skin uh, Sports Network. Once again, just as we wrap things up and get you, we'll get you back out to Pullman, Washington for the Big O' Tires Cougar Locker Room Show coming up in just a moment. But just a recap uh, the big story of the day, Tyler Algier, 32 carries, 191 on the ground, two TDs, uh, averaging six yards a carry, basically carried the BYU Cougars on his back and his legs into the end zone twice. And to a victory over Washington State. Algier also had uh, two receptions on the game uh, for a total of three yards. Just a couple other side stats. Keep in mind uh, a good game by Neil Pahu, six receptions for 70 yards. Um, really nice job. He caught. He's targeted seven times, caught six of them. So nice job by him. Three receptions for 46 yards for uh, Isaac Rex as well. So, uh, so some help there from uh, Neil Pahu and Isaac Rex uh, in, in the game. Puka Nakua, no catches in the game today, but did have a couple of rushes for 26 yards on the end around. But the Washington State uh, Cougars actually shut down Puka Nakua. as far as catches go today. So, see if he bounces back next week. That's going to wrap things up for us with our Cougar post-game live. Here at the BYU Radio Studios, we'll get you back to the Bill Bar broadcast booth in Pullman, Washington coming up in just a second. BYU gets the victory, 21-19 over Washington State. The Big O tires Cougar locker room show. It's next. You've been listening to the new skin BYU Sports Network. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to post game coverage of BYU football. On the new skid, BYU Sports Network, our coverage continues with the Big O Tires Cougar Locker Room Show. Stop by local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Let's head live to the Built Bar broadcast booth and join Riley Nelson, along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. The Cougars go to 6 and 2
2: on the year, 4 0 oh, in the Pac 12. Cougars defeat uh, Washington State today by a score of 21-19. to 19. And, uh, yes, indeed, in the end, Riley Nelson, the biggest play of the day was a fumbled snap on a PAT.
3: All three phases, there, you can't take anything for granted. What was interesting about that is had Washington State had, I um, forget, Harbor, is that the correct word? Harbauer. the had he been more prepared and that field goal unit for Washington State they could have had an easy conversion. Instead, they hesitated because the BYU defense did not realize right off the bat. And uh, even at that, he had a guy open in the end zone and was physically unable to deliver the ball. But
2: uh, And and we have to say, it's a fact that the fact that he grew up not playing American football probably plays a part of the fact that he couldn't make that play, either the run play, which we thought might have been there, or a simple throw to a wide open man. And, and who knows in the end, You know, I, I don't know if anybody else would have been downfield, ili- there shouldn't be on a PAT. It, it could have been a play they actually pulled out, but they didn't.
3: You know what that's got me thinking, Greg? How's Ryan Rico's arm? Hopefully we never have <laughs> to find out.
2: <laughs> well, I, I can guarantee he's a, he's a better all-around athlete yeah. than, than the Australian uh, holder slash punter for Washington State. But certainly uh, the missed PAT made it a one-point game, and then they were chasing points, and then their two-point try, um, it, was a, it was an end around, a reverse with a throw component that may or may not have been there originally, and either way it was blown up. And uh, those are, the, those are the, the, the deciding points. The miss PAT, the chase two-point conversion, neither successful, and BYU wins it by two. The Cougars aren't used to winning these kinds of games. Now, yes, they had played some lower-scoring grinders. They won you know, 24-16 against Arizona this year. Uh, you could even argue you know, 27-17, 26-17 are kind of lower-scoring games. But the Cougars hadn't won a game. With 21 or fewer points against an FBS opponent in five years. Uh, At Cincinnati back in 2016, BYU won by a score of 20 to 3. Every time they were held to 21 or fewer since against FBS, they lost that game. So kudos to the BYUD, which responded today, uh, did get off the field. Um, did allow the offense some some uh, point-scoring and, and drive-consuming opportunities and, and played an overall uh, quite good game. Uh, Wazoo was held to under six yards per play. Uh, Jaden Delora uh, didn't throw for a touchdown. BYU had the only takeaway on the day, and that proved to be a pretty big number as BYU's now 20-1 and one in the Kalani era when they just don't give it away, and BYU went turnover-free today.
3: I mean, you get west of the Big Ten, you don't see games in which the leading running back has over 30 carries and the final score is 21 to 19 and it's one on a defense. In fact, I wonder, Greg, do you remember off the top of your head, uh, when was the last time BYU had a ball carrier with 30? I mean, maybe Jamal at some point in his career. I'll
2: have to go for the carry number and find that yeah. out. But yeah, But it was a career high for Tyler in carries at 32. He'd never been to, uh, over th- over uh, to, to 30 I or beyond. I mean,
3: forget BYU. You just don't see that in football much anymore. Yeah. So kudos to him to be able to shoulder that load. And as you said, everybody was really down in the defense, on the defense after the performance in Waco last week and giving up 300 yards and the inability to kind of make some stops. And, Boy, did those guys come out and respond after being asked to do something and, and run a you know run a scheme that was completely unique to anything that we'd seen in the previous seven games.
2: Just tweeted out the fact that uh, Tyler Algiers now topped the century mark seven times in his last 12 games. Wow. And this year he had the 218-219 against Utah State, uh, 218 against USU, and then today's big day with 191 rushing yards. And you just sense something different about the way Tyler ran this week compared to Boise and Baylor the two losses
3: he was finishing runs and so here, here's what let's go back to that Boise fumble okay he had a guy wrapped up around his legs he was fighting for extra yards and as he was heading towards the ground the defender came in with a punch and was able to to punch the ball out what I saw from that moment until this game was when he was getting wrapped up, he was, priority number one was protect the football. All aggressiveness went out the window. He didn't care about finishing runs anymore. He just didn't want to hurt the team again by coughing the ball up. He exercised that, that demon today and was finishing runs positively and getting those extra
2: yards. Kalani Sitake is talking to the media here in Pullman. Let's head down. Well, we were told Kalani was at the podium. We do not hear anything from the press room at BYU. Well, we're not getting any audio from the room uh, downstairs. We were hearing podium audio a few moments ago. Uh, We were told Kalani's at the podium, but we're not hearing the head coach of the Cougars right now. So we've got a misconnection somewhere down there. We'll take a break, figure it out, come back with the coach after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: This is the Cougar Locker Room Show. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Right back down to
2: Kalani Sitake here uh, in
4: Pullman. BYU wins 21-19. And, uh, obviously, um, close games are, are difficult, but when you're playing some uh, teams, I, I think uh, the, the schedule and the high level of opponents that we've been playing mm-hmm. takes us so spot, I, I thought last week... Probably wasn't our best, but it was good lessons to learn, and we knew that we'd have to be physical. And Washington State, on, on film, they're a physical team. And so I know they spread the ball out, and but their own line's a physical team, and we knew that we would have to do some things to stop their, their pass game but and, and maybe put some more stress on the D-line and, and play with some, some odd friends. We did that and required them to, to have to stand up tall and, and, and take on two blockers and um, I thought for the most part did good I, I thought it was kind of back and forth, but I just liked the response for our guys. I, I still think there's a lot of things we can fix and get better, but um, that's pretty much every game. You're going to have things that you can, you can uh, fix. I, I like that our offense took care of the football and that um, you know ball security is something that's really important to us. So when, when you have tight games like this, it's important that uh, we don't turn the ball over and, and we were able to gain one. And so and I thought we played smart football. Uh, we had some mistakes uh, that end up getting drives, you know, we had a lot. Of problems. Um, but thing same could be said for them, too. So, uh, But in these tight games, it comes down to guys just making one play more and everyone just depending on each other. I mean, it's easy to get down when, you, when uh, Washington State scored that last touchdown, but we had to rally and, and try to find a way to make a play on the two-point conversion. And so just glad that we were able to make that play. I think... That that was a difference, in, in having our offense go out there and pound it out and, and and run the ball, I'm just glad they didn't put me in a position to go for it on fourth down or or to punt. So. Speaking of that, what was the conversation on the
5: like going into that fourth down out of the timeout?
4: Um I I think we just we knew okay. that they that the, they were out of timeouts, and it was just a question of do we um, punt the ball and try to pin them deep, which. We have a really good punter, and Rico's got a great leg. Even even the sky area, he does a good job at pinning him deep. And um, You know, that two-point lead, um, a field goal beats you. I think they would have had roughly a minute to to do some things. Um, Probably would have gone for it if it was fourth and, I don't know, whatever. Just glad that they don't put me in that position. But I'm probably leaning towards going for it. Yeah, I thought he played really physical. I thought he was punishing some people at the end of runs, some lower shoulder. I know he got banged up a little bit, but sometimes you just have to just, you know, gut through those things. And um, he's really sore right now, and that's how he should be every week. Um, He's a big time player for us, and we need to utilize him that way. And I I like what Jaron did. I thought he distributed the ball pretty well. Um, You know, I I think we just had some some plays, some mistakes. I'm trying to think of, um, I think we had a illegal formation um that that moved us back and you know just a couple of mistakes like like that 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 kind of hurt you and uh had a sack uh that that took away something that we were past midfield and but when you go against these these type of teams and and p five opponent like Washington State and a motivated opponent i mean they were ready to play and I thought they had tons of energy it was just a lot of fun, but uh really fortunate and happy that we got the win. <laughs> Well, they, they play with, um, I mean, 10 personnel, so four four wides, right? So we saw, um, on film, they have a lot of four-wide, wide, and so they're going to, and they'll sometimes go bombers, which is double zero, which is all, all five wides. And so uh, that system, you know, and going into this, we know we knew that that there, there's some change up in, in the staff, but I don't know if they're going to go away from their identity. You know, and so they have people that are, you know, that, that know, know the run and shoot really well. And, and uh, so I, I thought they, they looked just like they normally do and called the game just as, as they normally do. And I think Dolores is a, a fantastic player, so we tried to spy him a little bit. and uh, He still finds ways, to, man, to, to find windows to throw the ball. And he's just uh, such a young kid, but he's so, so he has great poise. And, and he's uh, he has a ability to break free and run and, and utilize his legs to help. Uh, create more time for himself, but uh, you know I, th- I think our DBs did a good job of coverage. I thought they did some really good things, and I don't know exactly what, what they ended up passing the ball with, but I'd have taken 19 points if you asked me. You know, um, before the game, I'd have taken that against a high power offense like they have been, and especially the last three weeks that they've been playing. You know, going through this win streak that they had. A couple more questions. <clears throat> the what? Um-hmm yeah. kind of well get I mean guys? that's yeah you want them to tackle i I think there's two things that thats some great athletes out on the field, and so uh Washington state makes a lot of people miss, you know, but I think for us it's it's when we're just f- throwing throwing our bodies at people and uh i think for us to understand the shape of the defense and understand where our help is at that's that's the key um i I don't think it's uh out of the ordinary to miss some some tackles in, in space when you're going against great athletes, but I like the pursuit and the people that are showing up. And, it, and maybe what would get me more frustrated is the second, third, fourth missed tackle, right? But then you have these these uh, physical running backs like Borgie is, and and um, the receivers are really good players, and 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 I mean they're really skilled. They got tons of athleticism and speed. Uh mm-hmm. huh. I don't know the details yet but um, not season ending we'll just have to wait and see we'll probably find out more I mean the season's a lot shorter now so we'll see what happens but um, doubtful for for next week but we said that before with with Gunner, and then he showed up the next week so I don't I'll have more info on Monday
5: How Last though, with your offensive line to, to pound it out without you get to go off the back but uh, to have
4: yeah, Con- Connor Pay was big time for us, and and to have him fill in and and uh, play that, um, you know, on the road and snapping the ball. And he's got most of his reps set at guard, but to go to center and do that, he he's a I think he's a, one of our top players of the game. The guy made a lot of plays and made a lot of checks at the line scrimmage, and um, you know led led that o line. The o line was really physical, played hard, and, and um, it shows in stats and the run game. So. Uh, looking forward to getting better and improving but uh, I'm really pleased with the way that those guys showed up and the physicality that they showed on the field. Okay thanks guys.
2: I take this? That's Kalani Sitake, Tyler Algier next here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network.
0: This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
2: Tyler heres 191 rushing yards, leading BYU to a 21-19 victory at Wazoo. Tyler speaking to the press now. Let's go down. Was
6: it third and, and eleven? Third, third, yeah. third and eight. Third and eight. 3rd and Yeah, yeah. But I knew, I knew we can do it because we we've done it for the past what five, six games, just milking out the clock to four minutes. So,
7: what was it like to get that first down and you know get up and know that uh, that you you'd salted it away?
6: So that was just joy. You know, just joy, you know, all, all the hard work, you know, even uh with James going down but and Connor stepping up, it just showed a lot that we can trust the guys that that are second string, third string, whatever, that we it just shows a lot from our team.
5: Kalani said earlier in the week that he wanted to see the physicality again from the team. Did, did you guys kinda of take that personally coming into this matchup? i
6: would say yeah. Yeah, no we did. Um literally he said, Yeah, like you said, just um Wait, say that again. Physicality. Physicality. Sorry. Say that question again. Did, please.
5: What, did you guys just take that to heart coming into this matchup that you wanted to show that on the field?
6: Yeah, no, we did.
5: Tyler, what was the celebration like in the locker room after ending the two-game losing
6: streak? Dude, everyone was dancing. Dancing, sang the fight song, sung our fight song. Everyone's dancing, so it was a good time in the locker room.
5: What does this do for the confidence of the team going forward? Because you guys had an, you know, lost many games recently and you know, over the course of your career lately. What does this do for the confidence going forward?
6: Yeah, I will say it brings the confidence really back up. But you know, we're 0-0 now, but we just got to keep that momentum going forward.
7: Anything else, guys? What was, what's it like being on the road like this and you make a big play at the end and it's as loud? I mean, you guys are used to it, but you know, getting a win in that last moment is as loud as it was after that last play.
6: Yeah, shoot, sh- you'll see. Because uh, I would say the Wazoo fans were pretty loud, but with our BYU fans cheering after that, it was, that was something special. So shout out to Cougar Nation for coming out. Hope you guys travel safe.
5: You mentioned James went down. Um, just maybe can you speak to the, the, the production of the offensive line despite losing James on that offensive
6: line? Yeah, I'll say James, yeah, because he's our, he's our leader. That's our captain right there. But, you know, uh, with Connor, with Connor coming in and stepping up, you know, he got a lot of reps in practice just in case. So, like, with any, anything, with anything that happens, but it just shows the heart and grit that our O-line and our offense has. Anything else? We good?
2: As Tyler Algier will take a break. More of the Big O Tires Cougar Locker Room show coming up from Pullman after this on the New Skin BYU Sports Network.
0: This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
2: BYU 21, Washington State 19 is our final score here today from Martin Stadium in Pullman, Washington. BYU's first ever trip to Martin Stadium. Fifth all-time game between BYU and Wazoo, and the Cougars and Blue own this series now by a margin of four games to one. 1-0 in San Diego, 2-1 in Provo, and now 1-0 here in Pullman as BYU defeats four P5 programs for the first time in BYU history. All four teams coming out of the Pac-12, Arizona, Utah, Arizona State, and now Washington State. But the Cougars will play their third consecutive P5 opponent next week when the Cougars come home and take on the Virginia Cavaliers. Virginia playing Georgia Tech today as UVA looks to win a fourth straight game. Washington State did not win a fourth straight game because the Cougars ended their winning run with this two-point win. BYU, in turn, ends a two-game slide by defeating Wazoo here today. Greg Rubel and Riley Nelson here in the BYU broadcast booth, the Built Bar broadcast booth. It is the Big O Tires Cougar Locker Room Show. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires for the lowest price on every tire, plus no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. We'll head back down to the BYU press conference room. The next BYU player that pops up will let you know uh, when that person is ready to chat with the media, we've already heard from Kalani Sitake and Tyler Algier in our postgame press room so far. Algier today, 32 carries, 191 yards and two touchdowns. The first 30-plus carry day for a BYU player since Jamal Williams in 2016 at Michigan State. He ran for 30, exactly 30 carries that day. Today, Tyler had 32. And before long, we'll have to be talking about his 1,000-yard uh, his plateau for this season. He came into today with 670 yards. He's now at 861 yards heading into the Virginia game. And so Tyler blew past the 2,000-yard career plateau, became the fastest BYU player ever in terms of carries to get to 2,000. Then he went over 100 in this game for the seventh time in the last 12 games. And he's turning into a guy that looks like the MVP on offense for this team.
3: He definitely has, and... Kalani said it in his postgame comments that, you know, he's beat up as he should be. Um, but with the rash of injuries everywhere else, you, you hope that he can continue. And by the way, with the aggressive style of play, him finishing runs, his, keeping a low pad level, him delivering contact rather than receiving contact, that's how as a running back you keep yourself healthy. And uh, that's a great recipe um, for success not only for him, in chasing these individual, you know, milestones as far as statistics go. But as goes Tyler Algier, so goes the team.
2: And uh, what a contrast in approaches for BYU from Baylor, where it was find Puka wherever possible, to Washington State, where Puka was going to get a lot of attention, and there was a little more room for Tyler to go to work.
3: Yeah, he had, Puka had uh, safety over top of him almost uh, every snap he was out there, especially when he was out wide, which took uh, – a help run defender. Safeties are normally you know, late contained players or run defenders um, kept them out of the way so that Tyler could uh, do more damage in the backfield and also open up more one-on-one matchups for guys like Neil Pau. Neil obviously having a lot of catches today. No, no necessarily big ones down the field uh, and no touchdowns, but that uh, I think was by design as this Washington State defense made it their number one objective to limit the number of big plays from BYU.
2: And kudos again to the Cougars for somehow grinding through uh, another game in which players are lost, and the question will now be for how long and in what way uh, Gunnar Romney. And it was funny how I think it was Mitch who brought up the fact that it was basically the same play, that's almost the same kind of play, on which he got hurt at, uh, at Legion Stadium that takes him out. I think he was blocking on the sideline uh, mm-hmm. when he got run up on at, uh, in, in Vegas and again here today.
3: Yep, and uh, so he's got a little MCL strain on that inside ligament on his knee, and it bo- both of them came from he was engaged with a blocker, and he was collateral damage from a tackle made behind him and to his side. So we wish him the best. We also wish James Empey the best, who we saw carted off with ice wrapped around his uh, – his right foot ankle area so
2: and before last year James had not really suffered any kind of injuries he was really healthy uh for his entire BYU career and then it's been a little tougher to get through games unscathed and the O-line has been a a rotating cast of characters except for the left side where Blake Freeland and Clark Barrington have kind of been every snap guys at left tackle and left guard the entire way through and speaking of Barrington's let's head down to Clark who's at the podium right now the area native is really speaking to the teams, press really
8: good upon us and- and you just gotta bring the physica- f- physicality every day. So well, how
5: gratifying
7: was it to win that game being that you
8: from this area and all that? And yeah. Close it out with the offensive line. For sure. Um it was it was very gratifying and and it was just fun knowing that I had a bunch of family and friends up there in the stands cheering us on and, and even Cougar Nation, you know, they, they they show out wherever we're at and so it's just a fun experience to be able to, you know, play for the, those next to you and then also play for those in the stands. Yeah, no, that was that was fun. I I couldn't help myself but climb up in there in, in in the stands and go say hi to all my my family that was up there and 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 cousins and and people I haven't seen in a while. So it was it was a good time.
5: What was maybe the message among the offensive linemen when James went down? You know, Connor's been in that role before at center, but uh, what was the message among you
8: guys? For sure, it is it's next man up, you know. It sucks to to have somebody go down and but we're experienced and and we're ready to step in when needed and just continue to be physical and and drive the ball. So. What went
5: through your mind when the play call came in on third and eight to run Tyler
8: again? I was happy. Uh, if if the ball's in his hands, we're, we're, we're in luck. So he's a good dude. What was that play? Uh, I honestly, too much away. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just not comment on that. Yeah. <laughs> what was it
7: like to get that? go get a third and eight to close out the game by on a running play where the walking's perfect how to make the play?
8: It's fun you know it's we we went into the game knowing you know that there would be drives like that and and we went into that drive knowing that we needed to end the game then and there and and seeing him break through and and get that first down it was it was fun. For sure, we knew that we would, you know, face adversity, and and one thing that we've been focusing all work, on all week is is getting through that adversity and staying up and and helping each other out and and pushing along, and and so that's what you know, kind of the the vibe was in the locker room. Hey, we're gonna get through this. We're gonna we're gonna continue to drive the ball. The defense will continue to do their best and get stops, and and we'll come out on top. So.
5: Getting back in the wind column.
8: You know, getting a win—it always boosts your confidence, and so so it's nice to have another win.
7: Talk about Tyler's performance. You touched on this, but 191, a couple touchdowns, workhorse performance. Yeah. What's that like?
8: You know, just just like I said before, it's it's a blessing to have him back there, and and uh, you know, it's fun to, to be able to block for for a dude like Tyler, and and just happy for him and all the success he's having. So. Any
7: other questions? You touched on this too. Yeah. To come out being as loud as they were, particularly after you salted the game away and you know, just the fact that even on the road, you know, the team gets that type of support. What's what's that moment like when you look around and you hear, you know, that cheering and even
8: in a road game? It's it's awesome, just like I said, it's it's great that, that we have a fan base all over the country and, and they show out each and every game and, and they they give us added energy and, and and it's just it's it's just awesome and a great blessing to, to be able to play for BYU. <laughs> Thank awesome. Thank you guys.
2: Let's stay here with the press room, though. We believe that uh, Malik Moore, who had his a third season INT and fifth career pick, is going right to the podium. And Malik should be uh, talking to the press next. Same thing, Clark. Here we go. So, Malik, do you remember the one you got or the two
7: that got away?
9: The two I got away. <laughs> For sure. I remember the one I got. I don't care about it no more. I'm,
5: uh, you guys stop in there a second. Or their two point conversion. Uh, what did you see on that play? Were you I assume you
9: were in the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had ran like um so they did like a motion and then they had hand the ball off and then a guy orbit had an orbit motion and they handed it off again and then they reversed it pretty much and went the other way. And luckily our anchored and- what's that like? Because I mean that that play changes the game. They make that and it's very different. Sure, like it makes your heart kind of stop a little bit, cause like especially me if I'm on my man and then I see the balls am to my side, I'm like, wait, what? You're confused. So then you look the other way you see the dude running the ball and you're like, please. You start praying and stuff in your, hand, in your head. But, sure, nerve wracking. Yeah, I think he did solid. Um, I think he for sure stayed ten toes down and, uh, you know, Jacob stepped up too and played the strong position and um we have you know we have trust in everybody on our roster. So that just proves that, you know, we have depth no matter who's out, who's in. Do you feel like you brought
5: the physicality that was looking for this week?
9: Yeah, I think we had bought it brought it more a little bit the second half than what it was the first half. I know that first drive was they were just, you know, just pounding it and pounding it. But then after that we, we woke up and we started, you know, shutting down the run game and the pass game as well. So
5: What
9: can this kind of win do for the defense moving forward as far as your confidence level? Um, I think for sure it picks up our confidence a lot and shows us like we not we're not out of it. We're not we're no scrubs, you know. Um, and I think everybody was kind of, you know, chin down, worrying about the last two games. So this game really proved to us that we still got it. We're still a good team. We won six games. Not a lot of teams doing that, so.
7: <clears throat> where do you feel like the defense is with tackling? Because there are moments, I'm giving that guy's credit, that's a yeah. bring down. But what do you feel like, where do you feel like the team's at and what needs to
9: improve? Yeah, tackling for sure needs to improve a lot. Um, Shooting sure practice, we're tackling in practice, you know, we're doing everything we can to improve that aspect because at the end of the day, tackling, that's what football is, is, you know, tackling. So um, practice and wrapping up in practice is what we've been doing and really trying to improve that because that has to improve, especially coming up next week with Virginia, <clears throat> so.
7: Is it hard sometimes to remember that in the heat of battle? Because I see guys dive in or, you know, like trying to just knock guys over or something like that. Is it sometimes hard
3: to keep in mind all the
9: fundamentals and, and go Yeah, it? for sure. Because I know, for, for me personally, like if I see a guy running head up towards me, my first thought isn't, you know, <clears throat> I'm just going to stand here and just, you know, nobody wants to get ran over, you know? So, it's like, you really got to
2: Well, we're shorting out down there in the press room with uh, Malik Moore at the podium. Let's see if it comes back to us. That doesn't sound good. We'll take a break. We'll continue our postgame coverage from Pullman, BYU 21, Wazoo 19. Our score on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Postgame coverage of BYU football continues with the Cougar Post-Game Coaches Show. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Auto, conveniently located in Provo, Linden, and Orem. Larry H. Miller Auto, driven by you. Also by Economics Partners, a premier national business valuation firm. Learn more at econpartners.com. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
2: 21 washington state 19 is our final score we'll hear from kalani Sitake, maybe even one additional byu player coming up but we do know we have the ability to hear now from jake dickert the interim or acting head coach of wazoo he was thrust into the role after nick rolovich's dismissal along with four wazoo assistants earlier this week and coach dickert spoke with the media after his team's two-point loss a short time ago
1: hey coach what what you kind of like about the the fight your guys showed you know especially given the circumstances you know early in the game and, and, and kind of coming with that close to it I know a loss is a loss but but does this give you kind of some more optimism moving forward?
10: Well I think our guys have a lot of heart I think they got a lot of passion and I think they care a lot for each other you know so as far as the effort and the commitment that these guys have and what they played with I I fully expected that 100% you know and I, I think they would let each other down if they didn't play with that passion uh, I know it's been a tough week. I really respect our guys. I'm really proud of our guys uh, for the way they played. Um, but I, I knew one thing. They were going to come out here and give everything to their teammates, and I think that's what they did for 60 minutes.
1: Anything about uh, being a head coach on game day happened today that you maybe didn't expect or, or wish you would have known earlier on?
10: No. I mean, I think it's it's a little bit of learning on the fly. You know, I thought mine and uh, Brian's and Kyle's communications were were really good, and, And we talked a lot going into this, and uh, I thought it was really smooth. You know, there's just some little things, uh, you know, that I can get better at and I will get better at uh, next time, just expecting it going forward. But, you know, for the most part, I thought we operated as a staff with a lot of new pieces at a really high level. And
1: and defensively, could you just uh, gauge your guys' day? Uh, Do you think you played well enough to win, in your opinion, and did it seem like uh, just kind of BYU's lack of mistakes and just being able to execute well was kind of just tough to handle?
10: Well, I say first of all, that's a good football team. BYU is a tough, physical football team. And at the same time, we're a good football team. You know, I think we proved it once again today. I know we come up short. We're not going to take anything as an excuse. Um, you know, that's a good football team. You know, defensively, I think we got leaned down a little bit in the second half. Uh, we didn't, you know, have our opportunities to, to take the ball away. I thought they were efficient passing it. And um, we didn't get access to quarterback probably as much as we'd like. And they kept us really off balance on third down. So it's really good, uh, good plan by them. And um, you know, we had some opportunities to get off the field, especially in the last drive. We got to go out there and get the ball back to the offense. That's the one that really stands out to me the most.
9: Thank you.
5: Coach, next question is going to be Jamie Vinnick from Cook Fan. Go ahead, Jamie. Coach, it seemed that one. Thing that kind of uh, was a bit of a challenge was tackling today and, and credit to, to BYU's players. You know, they're, they're hard to bring down their big bodies. Uh, did you see something maybe that that you kind of noticed and why there were some, so many missed tackles?
10: No, I, th- I thought we were too high today, you know, in our aim points. And we talked about it all week. You know, 25 was a very physical back and we knew three, the quarterback when he pulled it uh, was hard to get down. Um, you know, I, I just... We just didn't do our best today as far as scrapping and squeezing and taking angles. I, I thought we were grabbing and reaching, you know, every once in a while, stripping out the ball when you're the first hitter in. You know, we got to be a little bit better job with that. Um, but credit to them. You know, I, I knew it coming in. Uh, tailback was a tough guy to bring down. He's proven it all year. Um, but just our angles got to be a little bit better and we're a little too high.
5: It, when, you, when you say high, you mean high and like the angles. Yeah, Not just in our approach. You know, we
10: got to get our body levels down. We got to make sure we're pinning the hip, right? Tackling with our shoulder wrap, squeezing, and getting a leg. And, you know, they broke a lot of arm tackles today, and that's credit to them. Um, you know, we just got to go back and, and make sure we're cleaning up some of those mistakes.
2: Obviously, your first game as a head coach. Baker, the um, head coach of Washington State, acting head coach of Washington State. We're back here at Martin Stadium, Pullman, Washington. And we have on the field BYU starting left tackle, blake freeland popping on the headset i believe blake can hear us blake are you you good down there yes sir i can hear you great good to see you good to hear from you congratulations to you and the boys on the win very nice thank
11: you i appreciate that
2: you know it's only two losses right but it's back-to-back losses in consecutive weeks um how how uh i mean how uh uh, welcoming was it to rid yourself of any burden that the last two weeks weeks might have been for you guys were you really sweating it that hard
11: um we were just taking this week as another week i mean we just try to Try to keep it nearsighted, um, but it was it was really good to get a win. Um, it was a really good team win, and I think it was really good for us. It was nice. When a team can run
2: for as many yards as BYU did today, two hundred and thirty-eight, a lot of credit has to be spread around. Um, how do you view the rush performance in general, and what you guys put
11: together that way? Um, I thought the coaches had a really good game plan and uh, started executing it well. Tyler had a really good game, and uh, just just all aspects of the game were just working for us, which was nice.
2: Season high in rushing yardage for BYU today at 238, and that's really nicely done. Six wins uh, means you're bowl eligible. Of course, that talk can come down the line a bit, but it's a milestone to reach and something you guys think is pretty important, right?
11: Mm Mm-hmm. Always good to get a bowl game.
2: And that can be assured no matter where you end up. uh, It'll be the 16th time in the last 17 years. Before I give it to Riley for a second, Blake, the fact you've been able to rotate around the offensive line so successfully with guys in, guys out, what does that say about your group and your coaching?
11: Um, I think Coach Funk's done a really good job with all the boys, just getting them ready to play. Um, we got some good depth, and I think any dude that steps in, we all have a good faith in him, and we trust him to get the job done.
3: Last week was a season high in uh, sacks, given a 5 the turnaround, essentially there was the one uh, sack this week. Was that discussed, or did you guys just keep on business as usual?
11: Um, um, it was discussed, naturally, but um, we just kept working. We uh, just had a good week of practice and just try to fix the things that uh we knew we needed to figure out
3: next give the fans and listeners a sense for what it's like working because we we most often refer to you guys as the as the five right the tackles the guards in the center but uh, almost on every in every formation in every play you've got uh whether it's Isaac Rex or Mason Wake or Dallin Holker in there helping with you talk about the coordination between the O-linemen and and those you know H-back tight ends
11: Um, I think it's really important to be able to communicate, and I think the tight ends and the tackles do a really good job of talking to each other and kind of being on the same page. But um, I I think I'll give a lot of credit to the tight ends for just being really well coached and uh, just knowing what they're doing all the time, which is nice. What
2: do you know um – well, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll leave it for for Kalani to address. We'd hope that James get back uh, gets back as soon as possible. Same thing for Harris. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, um, really, the left side of the line's been the only real steady part on the line this year due to injuries. You and Clark uh, kind of locking it down on the left side. You've been you've been fortunate health-wise that way, haven't you?
11: Yeah, yeah. I'm really thankful for that, and uh, just hope to continue the season and stay healthy. How many tickets did the uh, Barrington boys have to uh, account for today? Do you think? Uh, we just talked to him, and he said he got 27 from all the boys. So, <laughs> and, and all of his other family bought tickets. So, he had a lot of dudes show up for him. Good to take care of those guys. Of
2: course, they're from Spokane, and Ryan's from right there around Spokane too. So, we had three guys that were kind of uh, you know back in the old stomping grounds today. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the environment uh, coming on the road, a place you don't come to. BYU's never been to this stadium before. How do you judge the overall experience today, Blake?
11: I thought it was good. I thought the fans were really, uh, really rowdy and really loud, which was great atmosphere. Um, we knew coming into this week that it was going to be loud, uh, just hearing from other people, hearing from other coaches. So I think we we prepared for that well, and it was just a great experience playing out in Washington.
2: You knew everything that Wazoo was dealing with with their coaching staff. Did they look to you as you were playing against them, like, like guys that, uh, were really dealing with stuff, or did it look like just football and a team ready to go?
11: Just looked like football. I think they came out really motivated, um, a lot of credit to them. They are a really good team, and I think they took that, uh, coaching change just in stride and just played with that adversity.
3: Blake, there's a ton of stats uh, that we kind of pick us stat guys up here as we're on the broadcast trying to find any little tidbit that might be an indicator of victory. One of those is third down and red zone success. Eight for 13 on third downs, which is tremendous. Anytime you can be over 50, even 60%, that's uh, tremendous. And then three for three in the red zone. Is that something you guys, I mean, that's an emphasis, or uh, are those critical downs business as usual for you all as well?
11: Um, we definitely emphasize third downs and red zone. Um, I think those are the most important things, stay on the field, get touchdowns. Um, but I thought we had a really good day with that, and uh, it showed with the, with the victory. Blake, thanks so much for your time. We will let you go, and in fact, we'll put the headset
2: right from you on to Coach Kalani. Appreciate it. Thank you, Blake. Awesome. Thank you. All right, that is Blake Freeland, and Kalani Sitake is standing by, and we're going to go right to Kalani without a break so we can get him in as quickly as possible and get the boys on the bus and on the planes to back home. BYU 21, Washington State 19 is our final score. BYU goes to 6 and 2 while Wazoo falls to 4 and 4 BYU head coach Kalani Sitake is is putting the headset on down at field level, Kalani can hear us now, I do believe coach congratulations what's going on guys Good to see you and good to hear from you wow that was that was a grinder wasn't it
4: oh man yeah my voice is recovering, but uh that was a <laughs> lot of fun i uh, just just so so thankful that a bunch of fans showed up and gave us some energy man that was, it was it was really really a lot of fun and uh, thankful for our, our players were able to to get this win man I, I look at it it 's a pretty clean game. Um, and it just came down to the little details, you know, uh, not turning the ball over, and uh, something as simple as that. That I think people take for granted, PATs, um, and it's just good to get get that done. And. The guys kept fighting. I just like that our guys were much more physical this week than they were last week.
3: Coach, you mentioned the energy. I saw you a couple times. Uh, well, it just—I I don't know if it was something different, but uh, compared to Waco, something about it. Maybe it was a—was con- it a concerted effort to, you know, bounce around a little bit more to enjoy the journey? And I, I saw multiple guys getting the fans involved in the end zone. Was that something that just kind of naturally happened more this week than in weeks prior, or was it a stated goal coming into today?
4: No, I think we 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 know that. I think sometimes it's easy to get down on, on yourself, especially when you go through a couple of losses and, um, and, and you're not performing as well as you'd like. And then you got new guys on the field. And so sometimes a doubt can set in a little bit, but, uh, I think it's just appreciating the game a little bit more, you know, and, and for me as a head coach, I think it's the same thing. I, I have to set the example if, if we don't want energy, then, then I have to bring it too, you know, and so we, we asked uh, our players for more energy and, uh, from the sideline and, uh, you know, and not have to rely on the energy coming from the 11 guys on the field. And so, uh, we had a lot of belief. Guys are talking. I mean, there's a lot of chatter going on. And man, just had fun. Man, Listen to music that the that they're playing over the speakers. And you know, just guys having fun and just talking about random things like how many fans are here. It's weird because you you think that those guys aren't focused, but it's they're all f- talking about the game, everything that's going on right here. You know what I mean? But uh, and and uh, and it's it just makes the game a lot more enjoyable. <clears throat>
3: You mentioned the energy. Uh, I felt like Tyler Algier had a little bit different energy. That Boise fumble was him. He had a guy around his legs, and he was fighting for extra yards, and the ball got popped out. And I feel like it affected the way he finished runs, except today he was back to being old Tyler. Was that something you saw this week in practice, or did he kind of surprise everybody back to to punishing defenders and finishing runs uh, prior to that Boise game?
4: i think i think the guys can be really hard on themselves and um they're they're tough young men um you know and so guys like him and lopini who have had tons of carries and never fumbled the ball before and and when they go through that and there's some doubt that sets in and and i think sometimes they're really hard on themselves and the goal is to try to get them to to know that that we forgive them and it's not a problem we'll work through it everybody makes mistakes and let's learn from it right and um, I just like that that he came with a little bit more of a punishing uh, effort like finishing the run by Putting your shoulder down and running over somebody. You know what I mean? And uh, that's just the, that's what we're used to seeing from him and Lopini and I thought they ran with a little bit more uh, more thought on trying to finish Runs and gain the extra yard, but then I, I like that they took care of the football Offensively and special teams taking care of the football is really important this Washington State defense causes a lot of turnovers, and that, they're one of the top teams in the country that relies on those turnovers. And, and when we come to these tight games, it's the little things like that that, that matter. And I think it probably makes more sense in the stats than, than people would ever think. This is the Larry H. Miller Auto postgame
2: coaches show, conveniently located in Provo, Linden, and Orm. Larry H. Miller Auto, driven by you. Last week at Baylor, uh, they ran 47 times for 303 today you run 48 times for 238 those kinds of games are really gratifying when you're on the right end of them aren't they
4: yeah I think uh looking at the game plan we I don't think we anticipate running that much but I'm just thankful that A-Rod and the rest of the staff can, can make adjustments and see the type of game that's happening and what we're doing up front and and uh man, I just I like the way the guys play I, I just like the the environment and the belief that they have in each other, and it just worked out. And I'm glad we got the win because I thought we deserved it. But uh, the effort and just seemed things seemed to click. And there was a lot of mistakes made, but uh, the guys never, ever lost. I mean, it, there was a huge sense of optimism and positivity on the sideline. We just need to keep that going.
2: Okay, you mentioned the PAT, and it kind of turned out to be the play of the game when you look back on it.
4: What did you see from the minute the ball was snapped through that entire process there? Well, that, that happens... That that happened to us, you know, before. So I I've, sometimes that they're not as automatic as you'd think, you know. And so um, uh, I think this is whether it's a bad snap or a bobbled handle by the by the holder. That stuff's that's stuff's important. That's why we have those guys rep it over and over and over again. And that's why guys like Gavin Fowler were so important in, as a holder for us. Uh, you know, Mitch Jergens was a great holder for us as well. You know, so. Uh, and, and Rico, he takes that very seriously. So it's just reps, 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 and and um, and something that no one cares about until you make a mistake.
2: But did you think there was a play there for Washington State? Because we did up here.
4: Well, because we only had 10 on the field, which was frustrating <laughs> to me. So there, there's always a play when there's only 10 on the field, you know, and, and that's the... That really pissed me off. <laughs> so, I was more mad about that than anything. But I'm like, oh man, they're gonna, if they get this point, I'm gonna go crazy. So I was trying to be in my best self, but I, I, yeah. I. I, 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 I it's a good thing it all worked out. Let's just say that.
3: Yeah, Coach, I, I that's got me thinking, not that Rico would ever, you know, drop a fumble or snap, but if he does, how is he against his arm? Because he had a guy wide open in the end zone, but that, you know, he threw a short little flutter duck that uh, wasn't even close. Can Rico get the ball there if if everything does break down like that?
4: Rico's a great athlete, just so everybody knows. He... he he, he's a very, very good athlete. Good. We can and, all sleep better knowing that. Yeah, but, I mean, let's just not get it to that point. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. But I I agree. I, that's why little things like the, the, the rush on, on the PAT is really important, you know, and you don't just assume that you're not going to get there. You, you, you go there just for that. It's a high effort play. So even if you have only 10 on the field, those, those guys up front are getting it and pursuing it, it makes the quarterback or, or the holder in this case throw off his back foot and they're not used to doing that stuff.
2: All right, more with Kalani. Closing comments coming up after this. BYU wins at 21 19 in this clash of the Cougars on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
2: All right, to visiting with Kalani after BYU's two-point win again at Washington State. It's time for our Economics Partners valuable stat of the game brought to you by Economics Partners. Whether for tax, financial reporting, or strategic purposes, when your business needs a valuation, the right partner is Economics Partners. Learn more at econpartners.com. And today we're going to go to the giveaway number, which was zero for BYU today, Kalani. Washington State came in two today, third nationally in most takeaways and they had no takeaways today because you did not give it away. And so since you've been the head coach, your teams are now 20-1 and 1 and have won their last 17 games when you just don't give it away.
4: Yeah, and I I, I don't know if I'm going to keep uh, even keep talking about stuff like that because it, it seems like whatever I mention, they don't do. <laughs> like when I told Ben Bywater to watch the back, and he slipped out and, and, and dropped the ball. But it's like the same thing we told the front line on KOR last week to watch the uh, onsides and and it happened so it's like I'm just gonna stop telling guys anything just just <laughs> let's just you know just if they if they do the opposite um but that that's a big stat that stuff matters and and we're really big on ball security, but I, I'm more disappointed in the opportunities that we missed on defense and I know Malik is really upset about not capitalizing on those inter, those interceptions, but those things they make a huge difference when you're in these tight games.
3: Coach, today was the fourth win over a P5 opponent, which is the most ever in BYU history. Uh, Obviously, playing P5 week in, week out is is soon going to be the reality for BYU, but does that cause you to reflect at all as the progress that the program has made to be able to continue to notch more and more P5 wins as you've you've built this in your five years at BYU?
4: Yeah, I think it's just getting used to the depth and then guys developing. We've still got some ways to go. Um, I, I just... You know, when, when you're looking at, at, at the opportunities that these guys have to play, it's getting these guys to return and play another year um, instead of leaving early, like some of the guys did last year. Imagine if we would have kept some of those guys back, and that, that that hurts into your depth, but I think this is gonna help us uh, this year where we, we have a bunch of new guys and young guys, inexperienced guys are gaining valuable experience, and th- these type of games help you in the long run. They help so much, and they help with the belief process. In the little things that I just me- mentioned, like turnovers and penalties and things like that, playing discipline—all the small, simple things matter—and and gives us great rewards.
2: You mentioned uh, Gunnar Romney, hurt uh, a knee. We'll find out uh, more about him. Uh, Max Tuli might have left with a with a shoulder. Anything else I'm missing today?
4: Um, the James Empey injury. Oh yeah, that's right yeah. too.
2: Obviously, yeah, he left at halftime. Yeah. And,
4: and um, Connor Pay, what a stud, man! Steps in and. And it it was, it's hard to replace a guy with that much experience and that much talent. And Connor came in, did some great things against a a very talented defense in in Washington State. And, you know, we have some guys, uh, Gunner's injury is, uh, I think, almost the exact same type of injury that happened in the Arizona game. So hopefully he can make a miraculous comeback and, and be back next week, but. Uh, we'll have to w- kind of wait and see with the rest of the guys. Um, so far, it's not like guys are out f- definitely for the year right now. We'll have to evaluate it tomorrow and see how long uh, those guys will take to get back.
2: And almost the same kind of play for Gunner too, at the sideline there. Uh, blocking. Yeah. Uh, okay, last thing, uh, bowl
4: eligibility. That's a
2: stated goal. Of course, getting to and winning a bowl game is a big part of every program's season, and you've gotten that with six wins and, of course, many more games to play and win. But uh, it's a milestone, something you can check off and say we're you know on a path here.
4: Well, and the, the the key, the, the, the bowl games are those 15 practices that you're allowed to have. It it's, uh, gives you time to develop players, especially towards the end of the year, um, and that, that's that's valuable. So I, I know some teams opted out of the bowl game last year, and I think they missed out on that opportunity to get their team more, more development. And so we're going to take advantage of that. That's the one thing that comes to my mind is that we get to spend another g- game with our team, but more than anything I get to develop more young guys and get them ready to play. And you get to play in front of BYU fans somewhere other than the
2: Bridge Stadium. Always a good experience. You found that today here in Pullman.
4: Oh, my gosh. This is a beautiful uh, area, you know, and, and just love all the fans that showed up. I mean, there are tons of them here. They, they made so much noise, too. And it, it's just I think it's something that I, I hope our fans know that we really appreciate, recognize, gives us so much energy, and we can count on them. doesn't matter where we play, anywhere in the country, they show up and, give us so much energy, and I hope they know how much we love and appreciate all of them.
2: Well, we appreciate you, Kalani. Thanks to you. Congratulations to you and the boys. Safe travels as you head back home. We'll talk to you next week.
4: Same to you guys. Love you guys. Go Cougs. Appreciate okay.
2: it. Thank you, Kalani. All right, that is Kalani Sitake, and that is our Larry H. Miller Cougar Game coaches show. Cougar Nation Now is coming up on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: You're tuned to the BYU Creamery Cougar Nation Now. BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Be a part of the show by emailing your questions to CougarNationNow at BYU.edu. Or tweet your questions to at Greg Grubel using hashtag BYUCNN. Let's head live to the Built Bar Broadcast booth and join Riley Nelson, Mitchell Jurgens, and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Grubel.
2: Indeed. Cougar Nation now is on the air, brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Creamery will present a uh, trivia question later in this program, the correct answer to which we'll get the winner two half gallons of famous BYU Creamery ice cream. BYU is a winner today, 21-19 over Washington State. Lower scoring game, and as noted, it had been a while, five years since BYU last won a game with as few as 21 points. When the Cougars had scored 21 or fewer, they had lost 19 in a row before today. But for every stat like that, there's a stat that says if you don't turn the ball over, you will win. And that's what happened today as BYU was careful with the football. No giveaways on the day. Yes, there was one turnover on downs, but it doesn't count as a true turnover. And when BYU's turnover free under Kalani Sitake, under Kalani Sitake, you've got 19 consecutive wins. So zero giveaways equals a win. Uh, and that's what happened today. Also, when you run for, you know, 240, 238 to be precise and allow fewer than 100, that's also a huge part of a winning formula. So BYU did the things, Riley, you need to do to win. And, man, did BYU need this win? Uh, the next challenge the Cougars have with, uh, with UVA um, is an entirely different, you know, type of task uh, to accomplish. But, man, it feels a lot better going in uh, off a win instead of saying, man, we've lost three in a row. Are we spiraling and have to worry about all that?
3: It's a completely different mindset that these players and confidence level that these players can go into their week of preparation. They're going to need one. I just I've got it on the TV here uh, as as we're watching during breaks the Georgia Tech Virginia game and Virginia just went down and scored. They're down. They were down thirteen nothing. They just scored to make it thirteen seven. But in it they they've got a big old six five. You know former quarterback dude that kind of plays tight end for him that's running wildcat that ripped off a couple of big runs and then they got this kind of lanky lefty who's scrappy and runs around made a couple of scramble big throws and got him in the end zone so Virginia poses some some unique challenges that these guys are going to need a great week of practice and a great week of preparation and having gotten the victory here today they're going to be they're going to come into practice on Monday even more motivated
2: so did you say 13-7 yes the Georgia Tech score yeah okay uh UVA uh coming in with uh I think coming in two today they had more total passing yards than any team in college football yeah Brennan Armstrong is uh one of the best in terms of uh, slinging it again pass efficiency there are more you know efficient quarterbacks but yeah. in terms of sheer volume, He's a guy that can just, uh, you know, light it up. And BYU's an inf- Although, I will say, um, as much nickel as BYU played today, it's probably a, a, a decent, uh, you know, head start on what's going to be needed next week.
3: I, I think, yeah, D- Delara and this run-and-shoot offense was a, a good preview. Um, I think... So, uh, but I do think Armstrong's probably c- can do. He's a little bit more skilled, a little bit more talented than Delora was. But uh, as far as the general feel and being able to cover a bunch of, like, um, oh shoot, sorry, Greg, I'm looking for your board here. The I'm not scribbling. Was it Jackson? Yeah, yeah, Calvin Jackson, number eight, who led uh, Washington State tonight in wide receiver or in receptions they got a couple – Virginia's got a couple of those guys, the short, quick, you know, slot-type guys, and then they've got some big guys on the outside. So they're a little bit unique, although I think Virginia, obviously, as evidenced by their record and by their stats, maybe poses a little bit more difficult of a challenge. But you get them at home in uh, what's kind of the, the final premier home game. Obviously, you have Idaho State after that, but it, it should be a rock and Lavelle Edwards Stadium next Saturday.
2: Okay, BYU and UVA is the 8:15 kick next Saturday night after back-to-back-to-back – Early games, 1.30 starts, and yes, today BYU did win its first matinee. Cougars won their first day game. and <laughs> They were 5-0 at night and 0-2 in the sunshine, and uh, so today they finally win their first afternoon game of the season, defeating Wazoo by a score of 21-19. You can join us here on the program. If you like the longer-form uh, content, you can email us, CougarNationNow, one long word, CougarNationNow, at BYU.edu, or you can tweet us, hashtag BYUCNN, BYU Cougar Nation now, hashtag BYUCNN. Clint on the Twitter says uh, coming up empty twice with scoring opportunities is a bit troubling. Have to take advantage of those drives, and certainly today's game might have gone a different direction had BYU finished off drives that ended at the Washington State uh, 28, the Washington State 33, and at the Washington State 46, a drive that they had actually driven in a little deeper than that at that point. So there was that sequence there in the late in the second quarter when you felt like BYU could have done more than it had with its lead. Ultimately, all's well that ends well. But, yeah, uh, the Cougars had a few opportunities to get points, one a field goal miss, and one a fourth and two end around with Dallin Holker that lost yards.
3: Yeah, and that was just an you know, I thought Washington State did the same thing on the 2-point conversion where you just get a little bit too cute. In those in those fourth down scenarios and those 2-point scenarios, you're always between a rock and a hard place as a coach. Do I do something that is a commonly run play that I know the the defense have prepped for, or do I try and catch them with a surprise by adding a new wrinkle, but also that we don't know how well we execute it cuz we've never run it before. That that happened in, but you mentioned where those drives stalled. I two of those three drives for me, what's more concerning is they both started on the BYU 45, meaning that they had a short 55-yard field ahead of yep, them, yep. Um, and, and they only were able to, you know, gain 20 or 30 yards on those sudden changes. Or anytime you're gifted uh, field position around midfield, there has to be a sense of urgency that it's either a touchdown or bust. Uh, but you know, they'll be able to discuss that in film on Monday, and I'm sure the bo- the boys were equally as disappointed as we were to to not. Uh, they had a chance to to get out and gap Washington State and and left it on the field today. So in Kalani's perpetual quest for the perfect game in this 2021 season, uh, it remains out there, yet unaccomplished.
2: BYU had two double-digit drives. Wazoo had three double-digit drives. Still only a nine-possession game for both teams today. Uh, BYU, three and outs, had two of them. Uh, Wazoo had no offensive uh, three and outs in this one. BYU 21, Wazoo 19 is our final score. Hashtag BYUCNN on Twitter or Cougar Nation now at BYU.edu is the email address. Ryan tweets in, I don't think I've ever seen one man, he says, be so responsible for a football victory. That one man in this case would be Tyler Algier. Tyler today with 32 carries, 191 yards, two touchdowns. The last BYU player with more than 32 totes in a game. you got to go back 19 years. For the crazy comeback at Utah State in 2002 when Curtis Brown ran 33 times that day. Wow. So 32 is not a number you normally see in the college game. Uh, well, some programs might get their guys up there. Wisconsin's probably had a bunch of those uh, over the years. But for BYU, you've got to go back a long way to find that kind of day. But, yeah, I mean, it was like Baylor last week. Once that ground game got going, why not just ride it out? And that's why BYU felt good and confident ending the game with – a run out of shotgun to Tyler Algier on third and eight.
3: Yeah, I mean, Mitch, I I envy your position because you get to be down there on the sideline, but I felt like today, maybe it was just the placement of our of our field mics tonight, but I felt like there was a lot more, like, violent pops and collisions that may, might have been missing in, in recent weeks. Did you feel that being down there?
12: Yeah, I mean, just from the get-go, obviously the line was the coming up and popping, but, man, Tyler just runs with so much force um, but it sounds like even on that third down play, and and if I heard it correctly, Kalani was thinking about going for it on fourth anyway on that mm-hmm. down. If he
2: hadn't gotten all eight, if he
12: hadn't gotten the eight, so that was a, I mean that was a two down territory uh, on third and eight. But man, Tyler just punished him. That, um, that would
2: have been a decision to make too, because field right. goal doesn't end the game, but it forces Wazoo to go length of the field, no timeouts. But interesting, um, Tyler made it a moot
12: point, but. He did. He did. And, and and we all know Kalani, right? He likes to go for it on fourth yeah. and, and, and roll the dice there. Um but uh I mean in that situation though, Tyler was gaining. He he averaged what, six yards carry?
2: Uh on the day his number is right at six, yeah.
12: Yeah, so two you know, I- if it did come down to two plays, that's two that's twelve yards that gets you your first and in, in ball game. But uh yeah, Tyler took it in his own hands and, and I agree. I mean it was fun to watch him. He uh, he carried the load for BYU um, with with uh, you know a lot of help from the supporting cast and the offensive line. But uh, a tremendous performance by Tyler.
2: Mitchell Jorgens has joined us in the booth. Greg Grubel, Riley Nelson, and Mitch with you. Scott Williams tweets in wondering from your point of view, do you think BYU will stay with the three three five going forward? And I, I do think what we saw as much of three three five was more a function of its ten personnel. It's four and five wides from Wazoo. Um, you know that said, I think we've seen a lot of nickel already uh, from BYU. A lot of four-two-five as opposed to three-three-five. Um, it was it was effective, right? I mean, I mean, w- Wazoo threw for a decent number. But no touchdown passes on the day.
3: Caden Haas was out. Who else was out? Lorenzo Greg. Falatea. Lorenzo Falatea. Yeah, so you've got uh, – they were already thin, so you can take some of the pressure off a thin defensive front by being able to be productive. So I, I think it was actually a fortunate conf- confluence of events that they played a team where they could play nickel and be effective and also um, could cover up a little bit of uh, of injury, you know, I don't want to say weakness. I'll just say that they weren't at full strength on the defensive front. So they were lucky that that coincided. And, well, I mean, obviously they're going to start with the GAs and defensive coaches will start watching Virginia film now and seeing what works best. And I'm anxious to see whether, whether that's three three five or whether it's 4 5 or the traditional 4-3. Be anxious to see what it is.
2: Let's take a break. This is BYU Creamery, Cougar Nation now. Hashtag BYUCNN or email Cougar nation now at byu.edu cougs by two over the cougs on the new skin byu sports network
0: you're listening to cougar nation now on the new skin byu sports network here's your host the voice of the cougars greg rubel
2: Hashtag #BYUCNN on Twitter to get on and on, get in on Cougar Nation now. BYU 21, Washington State 19 is our final. BYU goes to 4 and 1 all-time against Wazoo. goes to 6 and 2 on this season. Lauren on the Twitter asks, what injured players is BYU looking to come back for next week? And I would guess that beyond the guys who were um, hurt today, that you hope aren't long-term injuries. I guess uh, Harris Lachance... And probably Lorenzo Fawatea would be the guys with the uh, the greatest chance of returning next week. I'm not sure how significant the injury to Caden Haas, who didn't travel today. So I would guess uh, I would go with Chance and Fawatea on uh, on those two guys. And those
3: would be big additions, especially with MP in question. And, uh, you know, the more, the more strength that can be added to this defensive front, the better.
2: Hey, Mitch, uh, since you are back up with this we haven't really asked you to this point. Uh, sideline vibes today? Did, 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 you, did you
12: notice a difference as the game went along? It was different. I mean, it's 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 always pretty interesting. You know, early in the game, I mean, obviously everyone was hyped for the uh, um, the first drive touchdown, and then the, you kind of see the bench um, enthusiasm start to dwindle as uh, as the production on the field dwindles as well. Uh, but once in the second half came out, as soon as they came out, you saw guys. You know, with a bunch of pep in their steps, smiles on their faces. You heard Kalani talk about it. Um, And so I think that's what, I mean, they came out with so much, um, they they looked so much more crisp in the second half um, coming out of halftime. And I I think there was, you know, some sort of good pep talk in the locker room because um, guys were enjoying themselves. It seemed like they weren't playing as tight. They felt loose. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, there was a there was a different vibe fourth quarter when the music came on. Guys were jumping around and dancing, kind of the the usual BYU um, fourth quarter celebration. So, um, looked like they were having fun out there. I'll have you guys both take a run at this question coming in from Reed. With all the
2: long balls thrown to Puka last week for big gains, it seems surprising that there were no attempts to give Puka jump balls, especially with the sluggish first half. Uh, thoughts on Puka today, who was not targeted? I do not believe in today's game. Although he did have, let's note he wasn't uh, wasn't like he made no contribution. He was uh, had a couple big uh, jet sweeps for first downs, good gains on both, including his long run, a career long run for BYU of 17.
3: With a guy like Puka, you got to be able to get him. Involved, however, you can whether that's fly sweeps, whether that's on wide refi- wide receiver screens, or or last week on on deep balls, on go balls. I
2: think that, sorry, I want to I want to backtrack. I I apologize for doing this to you, Riley. Jumping in, I think he was targeted twice, but for no catches.
3: Okay. Yeah, and look, you got to take what the defense gives you. That's part of the reason. When you try and force it, that's when you risk turning the ball over. And we know that a core tenet, priority number one, is to protect the football. And especially when they came out on that first drive, nine plays, they ran the ball on eight of the nine, were able to move the ball 75 yards and cap it off with a touchdown. When you start the game off like that, you don't want to jeopardize that by trying to force it to a guy. And uh, that's that's also one of the luxuries that this team has is that if they're go- if they are going to double or try and take Puka away, you can go to Neal or you can go to Tyler. There's other weapons out there that can produce and help you win a game.
12: Yeah, and the other thing to consider here too is uh, they they were you know having safety help wherever. I mean they, they keyed in on Puka and and uh, they brought that safety over, but at the same time those corners they were big corners. They were six three, um, both of them Langford and Watson, um, and, and so a lot of times it was Puka matched up with a six three corner which typically isn't the case and it wasn't the case last week at Baylor um and so these guys were tall they i mean it wasn't a guaranteed um you know win matchup for Puka assuming the double team and an also um a long tall corner and and so yeah they took advantage of matchups which was the right move and and hopefully i mean it's going to it's going to change week to week we've seen uh, neil was the guy week 1 against arizona and we've seen an emergence of uh, there's been a new you know, go-to receiver each week, and that's going to change. And and good for Jaron for finding finding the right guy for the game to to put him in in situations where they can convert.
2: By the way, Tyler Algier today became the 12th BYU player to uh, reach the 2,000-yard passing plateau, giving uh, a 2,000-yard rushing plateau, beg your pardon, 2,000 rushing yards, bringing us to tonight's trivia question. Brought to you by the BYU Creamery. This, of course, is BYU Creamery Cougar Nation now. Brought to you by the BYU Creamery. The classic BYU tradition have a scoop today. All right. The uh, correct answer has to come in on the Twitter, and it has to be with the hashtag BYUCNN. Okay? Just use the hashtag BYUCNN, and the first correct answer that I see cross my timeline will win the two half gallons of famous Creamery ice cream. All right? And here is tonight's question. Tyler Algier. Today became the fastest player in number of carries, the fastest player in number of carries to reach the 2,000 yard rushing plateau at BYU. Prior to Tyler today, who was the previous fastest in number of carries to get to the 2,000 yard plateau rushing the football? That's your question. Prior to today and Tyler Algier, who was fastest? in fewest number of carries to get to the 2,000-yard rushing plateau. First correct answer using hashtag BYUCNN wins ice cream. Winner next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Let's get you back to Cougar Nation now on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
2: It took a Tyler Algier only 316 carries to reach 2,000 rushing yards in BYU. He's now the fastest to 2,000 yards in terms of number of carries. So prior to Tyler Algier, who was fastest to 2,000 yards in number of carries. And after a few incorrect responses, this one crossed my timeline using the hashtag BYUCNN. And it came in from a Twitter follower user at Coogcrazed, Crazed. And his answer, the correct answer is Luke Staley. Luke did it in 349 carries, so Tyler beat him by um, almost his rush total today. He had 32 carries today, and he uh, beat Luke by 33 carries today in terms of getting to 2,000.
3: When you go to claim your prize, suggest that they name a flavor after your Twitter handle. That'd be a great name. Cougar Cougar Crazy. Cougar Crazy?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so congrats to at Cougar Crazed. Whoever you are out there, and I will, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, as the kids say, slide into your DMs and get information from you, and then we'll get ice cream to you. How's that UVA uh, Georgia Tech game going, Riley?
3: Virginia just scored again, wow. so it was it was 13-7. Georgia Tech went down, and got a field goal. Virginia answered with a touchdown. Uh, PAT pending. Fort uh, well, 16-14? soon to be fort, 16-14. Yep.
2: Game's in Charlottesville. Charlottesville.
3: It is PAT up and good. So yeah, 16-14, 9:51 left in the second quarter.
2: Hmm. Okay, so BYU's next uh, opponent is the Virginia Cavaliers. Next Saturday night, it'll be an 8:15 kick, so a six o'clock Mountain Time pregame uh, for BYU and uh, UVA. All right, hashtag BYUCNN not only for trivia uh, responses but also for uh, conversation points. And we are conversing about BYU's two-point win over Washington State. Uh, Malik Moore, was. Uh, what did he say in the postgame? He remembers uh, more <laughs> the, the, the picks he missed than the one he got. Yeah. He's got a knack for the ball. He's around it a lot. I mean, five career INTs is a pretty good number. He has three this year and almost ended up with, uh, with three today. Uh, one would have been a great play, and one was more kind of one that you'll, yeah, you're yeah, you going to make nine nine times out of ten.
3: Credit Coach Lamb that I think has a lot to do with personnel decisions, but he, also Tuyaki Sitake. I mean, the whole staff, right? This, the whole staff does such a good job in their complementary skill sets. But Malik came in as a corner, as I remember. They've moved him to free safety, and his ability to play center field and range, he, he has that corner speed, but he's got a knack for playing center field. Oftentimes what happens with corners, because they're raised at like, hey, here's your man, cover him and they have that single view as a free safety. You have to be able to see the whole field. You have to be able to you know, read the quarterback's eyes, feel what kind of games he's playing. You have to have a feel for the routes in front of you. And then when the ball is in the air, you've got to have the athleticism to go make plays and he's got it. He has been a tremendous asset as both a safety valve but also a playmaker. That's that's very rare. I feel like BYU has either had guys who just never got beat but they didn't make a lot of plays on the front end or they had a, a lot of guys who made a lot of plays but, you know, would get beat from, from time to time. And Malik has, has seemed to found, find that perfect balance in both.
2: Hey, we saw a new play today, right? Uh, the play in which uh, McChesney came in and Jeremy was under center. Uh... Lopini. Lopini was like a slot right and then took an end around in for the touchdown, right? I don't think we'd seen that yet this year, had we?
12: Yeah, no. and, and, um, and l-
2: Unless they ran the same play with Holker on fourth and two, but I don't think it was. It was, was different. Yeah.
12: It was different. And on that play, it was, it was pretty interesting. I think the the offense got a little confused because Tyler was gassed, so he was pulling himself out. But he almost went in like two times like in that break, like, do you really need me? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, Tyler was obviously... Originally, the decoy in that uh, in that setup um, to get Lopini open on the end round, but uh, Jackson and, and so when Lopini he scored, was a I don't know of if a decoy. He, <laughs> yeah, he, I mean he was a good decoy, and <laughs> I, he felt like he did his job because he was celebrating more than any of the others um, were. And uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, good play call, and um, it worked with Jackson. All right,
2: that was one of BYU's three touchdowns. Uh, three rushing touchdowns on the day. Uh, Lopini became the first player other than Jaron Hall or Tyler Algier to rush for a score. Lopini got his first touchdown of the season. So Lopini gets touchdown number 23, and Tyler Algier goes from 23 to 25 in this one. 25 career scores, including 24 rushing touchdowns, which I think puts him in the BYU uh, top 10 in that category. All let right, right, let's, uh, let's wrap up our day. We are seven hours into the broadcast day. Let's call it good from Pullman, Washington. Thank our crew back at BYU Radio. Our engineers, Barry Squires and Sean Fay, our BYU administration, and Don Sheline, Dane Craig, and Sean O'Neill, our control board operators, and Corbin Radford and Tanner Graff, our coordinating producer, Terry South, our studio host, Ben Bagley, our broadcast interns, Alex Dotson and Trevor Rich. That's the crew back in Provo here in Pullman. Our broadcast intern making the trip was Jacob Habel. Our engineer is Michael Wimmer. Our spotter, Jacob Murphy. And our thanks to our stats interns, Bradley Brown, Scott Hughes, with also stat credit going to Ralph Sokolowski. I had somebody ask me on Twitter, how does Ralph leave virtual post-its on your window when he's not with you <laughs> because when Ralph's with me in Provo or on the road even when he's with us he'll have me post-its and I just kind of slap him on the window wherever we are and we end up with a with a window covered with post-its but I'm able to see the play mind you but there's always a lot of post-its by the end of the day no post-its today so Ralph we really did miss you so no Ralph today but thanks for helping us out remotely so that's our crew in Pullman and then it leaves the guys on the headset so for the man to my far left
3: Riley Nelson
2: and to my near left Mitchell Juergens my name is Greg Rubel. thanking you for tuning in our next BYU football broadcast is one week from tonight six o'clock pregame 815 kick for BYU and Virginia in the return of Bronco Mendenhall to Lavelle Bridge Stadium you'll hear his name and be reminded of that storyline many times over the seven days to come we look forward to bringing you BYU and UVA one week from today final score here in Pullman BYU 21 and Washington State 19 Once again, I am Greg Rubel, saying in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Football on the new skin. BYU Sports Network, good night and so long from Pullman, Washington.
0: You have been listening to live coverage of BYU Football on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Coverage of today's game has been brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Also by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. BYU Football is a production of BYU Athletics, in association with BYU Broadcasting. Special thanks to BYU President Kevin Worthen, Vice President Keith Vorkink, Athletic Director Tom Homo, and Associate Athletic Director of Corporate Sponsorships, Casey Stoffer. BYU Football is an exclusive presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network.